if we go back in history, waiting has been there. Those who, who can, who has power to make other people's wait, and people who cannot, uh, you know, don't have that power. So, so um, but I think it has become more visible, more explicit in modern time. In modern societies, we see how time has become uh, like a capital. You invest it, you save time, you uh, spend it. Exactly same vocabularies we use for money, yeah? So, so, so we see time as, as a money, as... So if you have to wait for a long time, it, it can be felt like a waste. Spaces that are completely segregated and racialized. What it is like to be you know, queer and Arab and how difficult that might be, or how do you negotiate that? The destruction of the social cultural world of black people, of African people, those who were here before. Which kinds of bodies get disciplined and regulated through discourse, but also in actual practice? Hi, I'm Magrida Waku. I'm Caroline Honorian. And I'm Leopold Lambert. This is the Phenomenalist podcast, operating in parallel with the Phenomenalist magazine that engages with the politics of space and bodies. Our hope is to provide a useful platform where activists, academics, and practitioners build solidarities across geographical scales. Each episode, we invite someone we admire and learn from their experiences, research, and struggle. Hello, everyone. Today, uh, my guest is uh, Sharam Rosravi, who is a former taxi driver and currently an accidental professor of anthropology at Stockholm University. He is the author of some academic books and some articles, but he preferred to he preferred to write stories, as we will see with the, the next uh, well, the, what 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 is now the current issue of the Phenomenalist. Uh, he has been an active writer in the international press. Uh, this past year, he has been working on an art book on waiting, uh, which we will talk about today. And two years ago, he started Critical Border Studies, a network for scholars, artists, and activists to interact. Hi, Sharam. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much for uh, doing this today. So we are recording this, this interview for it to be transcribed and included in the, our next issue that we'll talk about time. And as I was telling you before we started, you're the first contributor to have two contributions in the same issue <laughs> because you, we have one of your stories, which I'm very, very happy to, to publish and then, and then this interview. So uh, it's good. <laughs> Thank you, Leopold. That's my, um, that's my pleasure to be back uh, in conversation with you. Thank you. Well, so let's talk. Let's talk about time, indeed. Um, so you you recently published that book we were just talking about, uh, "Waiting: A Project in Conversation," which is a volume that has a lot of you in it. Uh, but you also want it to be in collaboration with many people that are in this book. And at the very beginning of it, in the preface, you explain that you simply could not make a book about waiting in a purely academic form. Uh, I quote for purely academic form. Uh, do, you, do you think that it says something about waiting and times that you encounter this uh, impossibility to, to make it a purely academic uh, work? 
yes, this this comes from um, a, a project I have been uh, working on in, in several years, and I felt uh, failing um, in in uh, in putting my 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 experience of what I have. Uh, uh, thinking about when it comes to, to temporality and waiting in, in form of pure academic, you know, language and, and form and format. Um, and uh, because I think um, it was uh, a risk for uh, a narrow focus on waiting um, uh, and missing other aspects of waiting, which is uh, which are for me very interesting. For example, aesthetics aspect uh, of waiting, um, uh, the, the the visual aspect of waiting. You know, the the, the uh, what 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 kind of architecture of waiting. You know, um, and also in academic. A form uh, I, I thought and I felt that waiting is treated more or less from uh, a power position yeah it's, it's like you you think about waiting from uh, from from a power position from a state position and I, I, I wanted to to see not like a state I wanted to see, look at waiting from below, uh, and this is why I I started a conversation with many different people, with different backgrounds. You know, both uh, geographically coming from different places, different biographies, but also different um, different uh, uh, disciplines or different uh, working forms you know art they they are artists or architects or or uh, storyteller uh, writers um, etc so so, uh, so so this is why i i i i published the book as in this form uh, so this is a uh, this is a, a collection of of uh, for me you know coming from people who have been waiting themselves for different reasons. Uh, so they have um, they, they they have lived experiences of waiting um, themselves uh, because many of them are non-Europeans um, and and this book is not only about migration and borders but but. But it is a main focus in the book. Um, so, so the temporal bordering, yeah, delaying people, keeping people in waiting, uh, keeping people in queues, you know, outside embassies, etc., uh, along the borders uh, of European states. Uh, so, so it is a recurrent, uh, you know, uh, recurrent. Um, Themes, theme in, in, in the book. Yeah, and um, and also I want to add, sorry. Um, so, so waiting is about senses. So we should. I mean, this is something you feel it. Yeah, you feel it with your body, with your, 
know, something you sense it, you feel it, and and uh, um, uh, and and it is very difficult to 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 uh, express to 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 write about. At least for me, it was for me difficult to write about. You know, these senses, the, this um, uh, sensing, waiting. Uh, in, in in academic form, so this is why I I I, I ask uh, people from other you know areas to 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 uh, share their experiences and knowledges with me. Yeah, and I was I was very happy to see at least two uh, two other phenobilis uh, contributors in the persons of uh, Tings Track and Omar Berada, Omar Berada. Um, and yeah, I mean, so, I mean, just, just going in the same direction, uh, uh, in your introduction, you've write that, uh, and I quote here, one of the basic division in the world today is between those who are forced into pro pro protracted conditions of waiting and those who impose it. And we can see also how, I mean, it, as you said, like the, the, when we talked about senses, there's, um, there's literally the waiting, and we'll we'll talk about cues later. But the waiting that that where you your back feels it usually, uh, but there's also the waiting in an even more sort of almost ontological condition, uh, where you're waiting uh, for something administrative or something like that. In, in in that case, it might be less your back and more your sort of mental health that might be mobilized. Which, uh, so I guess I guess it's really uh, the body at some in some multiple conditions. But could you could you just elaborate on what it is uh, that makes time so entangled with question of power? Um, yeah, I th I think you know um, it is um, you you can see it many different places and of course maybe if we go back in history, waiting has been there. Those who who can who has power to make other people's wait and people who cannot, uh, you know, don't have that power. So, so um, but, but, but I think it has become more visible, more explicit in modern time. In modern societies, we see how time has become uh, like a capital. You invest it, you save time, you uh, spend it, exactly same vocabularies we used for money yeah so 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 we see time as as a money as uh, you know something something we have and we can make a fortune of so if you have to wait uh, and for long time it it can be felt like a waste time yeah so you don't have that capital cannot use that time for for education or you know uh, work or accumulation of this or that yeah um, so 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 it is become very clear a power relations here yeah a class issue who can wait and who can afford uh, you know not waiting yeah who can pay and and uh, jump over queues, yeah. Who can pay and and not waiting in in refugee camps? Who can pay and and uh, uh, not uh, standing outside uh, a, a governmental office somewhere? So so uh, so this is 
a very, of course, you know, uh, uh, as Pierre Bourdieu put it, it is a form of domination, yeah? Keeping people waiting without crushing their hope. So you tell them, come back tomorrow, yeah? Come back tomorrow, come back. This is very, very much Kafkaesque too, yeah? Mm -hmm. So, so you, you, you are kept waiting in hope of something good will happen, something which never comes, yeah? Um, um, and um, so, so this is very much form of domination. And this is also uh, a form of, you know, the, the neoliberal, uh, you know, mentality that, uh, that uh, making waiting as something um, noble, that you, if you are a good waiter, as you wait and, and patiently and don't complain, then you are a good citizen, yeah? Uh, then you are, uh, and we have it, uh, you know, in in in, um, in in Farsi and in Arabic, we use the words saburi, which means suffering patiently, and and a person who 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 is saburi do, doing saburi, is is endures uh, and and uh, you know uh, and don't complain. I, I think that the the same, uh, you know, is in Latin patience. Um, uh, we use in, in Latin that that is to suffer and to endure. So there is some um, some, some um, adding value to 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 be you know uh, to to endure and not not complaining. So we have this also. Who is Q Jamper, for example? Is a you know so so keeping people waiting is is reminding them their uh, place in a, a racial and gender hierarchy. And of course, class hierarchy. So, of course, you talked about waiting at the border or waiting at the embassy, which is always a sort of very sort of external condition to the to the uh, that space we call the border. But as uh, as someone like Harsha Bolia or yourself uh, are teaching us, like the border is not merely this sort of line or this sort of very very specific space but it is it is a very um, it is embodied in in pretty much every space on both sides of that line we call border and so would you think that uh thinking of this through the act of waiting because of course many people are inside uh, quote unquote uh what we call the border uh, uh are still in situations of of waiting and of of feeling threatened by uh by or anguished by uh, by this weight, um, yeah. Would you say that this act of waiting is one thing that can re that can reconcile this idea of a multi-territorial uh, border regime? Yes, uh, as you said, borders are not lines between states, but a series of practices, and this series of practices can happen, you know, long time after you cross the border, yeah, between states. And we see one very, um, you know, um, main aspect of temporal bordering is delaying people. And, and this delaying, which results in waiting, of course, uh, delaying is very much racial, racialized. And um, with long-term consequences. For example, I'll give you one example. 
In the 1990s, two main big groups of asylum seekers came to Sweden. One Somalians and one Bosnians. Somalian asylum seekers waited longer for permission to stay. They waited longer to get Swedish citizenship compared to Bosnian group. And now, after 20-25 years later, we see the consequences of that waiting for Somalians in terms of their situations in the labor market, situations in the housing market, situation for their children in education, etc., comparing to, to the Bosnian group. So, so, so I think delaying is, is very much a racist you know, a strategy to keep some people in this hierarchy, racial hierarchy of, you know, in society. And mm. uh, there is one example you can see so many, I mean, African-Americans in, in, in United States, another example, you, you can see Palestinian situations, you know, this delaying, you know, stealing of their time, you know, you, you, you steal their time to keep them you know, in, in, in lower situation in, in hierarchies and, and you know, all these, I mean, it became so visible in, in case of Palestinians, you know, you see it very visible, these all cues in the checkpoints, I mean, this is the most, you know, uh, the most visible uh, example we have in today. So as you mentioned earlier, uh, waiting is a form of bordering as well. Uh, and we can see how the administrative machines that regulate the legal status of humans in the spaces where they live is arguably, arguably the entity that produces the most waiting with devastating consequence on people's mental health. Um, people who are exiled uh, experience it on a daily basis, waiting for quote unquote, a piece of paper here, I'm, I'm sort of using something you, you mentioned in, in the book, that would, uh, a piece of paper that would ultimately allow them to breathe, virtually liberated from the constant threat of deportation, but often only to realize that the next phase of waiting is coming. Uh, what form of resistance exists against what you yourself designate as stolen time? And you have a big poster behind you saying stolen time. <laughs> Yes, that's um, um, it is very usual approach to to you know thinking about. I mean, I also used uh, earlier the, the word waste. Yeah, to to think about waiting in in terms of waste in emptiness as passivity. Yeah, but waiting is is full of uh, uh, potentiality. I, I, I use a metaphor of insomnia, that uh, waiting is like insomnia, that, that you are aware of that, you think about that, you, why I'm, I cannot sleep, and, and you also think about why I'm waiting, what I'm waiting for, yeah? So, so this, is, um, a, a, this is very important questions, and, and uh, in, in the example you gave, you are waiting for a only for a piece of paper. This question is, is exactly the moment you historicize your waiting, yeah? You, you, you politicize your waiting and, and 
at, at that moment you historicize and politicize your waiting. What is, what is the object of waiting? Why are waiting for? Then it also opens, uh, you know, doors for uh, uh, resistance, yeah, for re refusing for, and, and this is also in, I write the introduction, you know, the call for uh, revolutionary and waiting, and this is this is uh, I refer to to uh, Martin Luther King's call for and waiting from his cell in in in, um, in prison um, uh, when when he he wrote that that you know the justice American societies promises us black Americans African Americans never arrives yeah. So they, they, they ask us to wait and wait and wait, but that justice never arrives. So, so we should not wait anymore. So I, 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 I agree with him and I follow his call for unwaiting. So I think this is the revolutionary. Uh, but also going back um, uh, to your question about stolen time, uh, I write also about stealing of time, you know, keeping people in waiting, delaying them. It is stealing their time, yeah? A form of resistance is stealing back your time. And we have many examples of how people steal back their time. Uh, for example, migrants, asylum seekers who who, who uh, have a deportation order, you know, they go in hiding. They refuse to collaborate. Yeah, they they start a clandestine life. So so that refusal is is a way to 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 um, to gain time to steal back time for finding a way out of this horrible predicament. For example, uh, in case of asylum seekers, they can apply again after four, hours, four years if they can, you know, be in the same country. Or, uh, you know, if, if they, they can during time of, of hiding, maybe uh, accumulating, you know, saving money and, and uh, travel to another country. Or uh, for in case of failed asylum seekers to, to collect documents and, and you know coming back with a uh, you know a stronger case. Um, so 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 stealing back is is uh, a way. Uh, but also you know just uh, being there. You know waiting and waiting and 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 saying that I'm not going anywhere. I wait here. Um, for me, the presence itself is is uh, is is a kind of resistance because uh, these people are not supposed to be alive uh, at all. You know uh, that that, that uh, how they survived wars, how they survived borders, uh, border controls, uh, and all these you know asylum processes and migration processes uh, and they are still here yeah and the, uh, when I'm talking about waiting I'm not talking about one year or two years I'm talking in some cases 15 years you know in case of young people 25 years old 
and he has been waiting 15 years 15 years of 25 yeah or 12 years of 90 so 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 we are talking about two-thirds of of one person's life so, so protracted waiting is something uh, we see more and more in 1996 the average time of being refugee uh, was nine years today is more than 20 years so not only we have more and more in refugee situation but these people are longer and longer in refugee uh, situations so, so so we see that 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 waiting um, uh, becoming some some form of permanent i mean this is very obvious in case of palestinians for example uh, you know how many years they have been waiting you know 80 years mm -hmm. something like that so yeah and so of course we're talking about waiting in terms of time uh, which is pretty obvious but time uh, waiting can also has also some sort of spatial quality as well and uh, in the books there's a lot of things about the cues, which I guess is maybe one of the best way to sort of specialize, specialize waiting. I always have trouble saying that word, uh, even though I use it very often. Uh, so could you perhaps tell us more about, about this, dimension, this dimension? Sure. Um, uh, but also I want to add something about Palestinians. You know, when I said presence itself, you know, like Palestinians smooth, you know, as a central concept of resistance is about, mm. you know, being there. Yeah. So, so this is so much about time too. Yeah. Being in that place during all these years. So, so, so and waiting and waiting for justice. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes. Uh, about cues. Yes. Um, uh, coming from Iran. So, uh, and growing up in the 60s, uh, 19, um, 1980s um, uh, in Iran, the, the first decades after, after the revolution. So I grew up with cues. So cues was, became something that people conceptualized life. And I think this is a very common in many other countries too. Uh, in, in, in the part of the world we call the global south. Um, so, uh, uh, so cues are a very visible form of how governments, how states organize bodies. And, um, and it is very visible form of uh, sovereignty that that states can keep people waiting and waiting for different things yeah it can be outside embassies in in you know big cities uh, uh, capitals in 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 Asia of Africa it can be waiting for for food it can be waiting for uh, uh, clothes or something yeah fuels uh, but but this is this become very visible in big cities uh, in, in, in many countries. Um, and I think it's very powerful uh, scene that you see citizens are kept waiting in queues, one queue 
another queue you know people move from one queue to next yeah so it's not only one queue but they queue for different things and and uh, sometimes they queue uh, you know many several queues in one one single day so this is about how citizenship is uh, you know uh, is transformed um, as as uh, 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 Javier Ayero and, and uh, uh, Colombian, uh, I think, uh, sociologists put it, that how citizens are turned into patients of a state. Yeah. So the, so they are not anymore, you know, citizens ac with access to citizenship rights, but they have become people who are waiting for something coming from the state. Yeah. Uh, in queues. Um, uh, but also, again, if we go back to, to, to resistance question, queues also, you know, interesting spaces when people, when they are waiting, they talk, yeah? Mm -hmm. They talk to each other and they complain. Sometimes, as uh, Basma Abdelaziz uh, says in her in her text, sometimes you start the queue and then you start asking, "What are you queuing for?" But you need to be in the queue to ask that, otherwise you're already wasting time, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. And and exactly that question, you start asking, "What I'm waiting for? What I'm queuing for?" Yeah. So so I also realized that queues are very interesting places for. Uh, debate for you know people are complaining and starting you know changing uh, exchange of information and so so it can be also a space for resistance yeah to to you know kind of these cue subjectivities are not only passive ones but it can be very you know full of potentialities for doing things i mean if anything probably every queue is a conspiracy against what it is that makes them wait, right? Because if if you like wait for two hours and then someone say, okay, that's done for two days and you have a risk of, of an immediate rebellion. So if anything from the very space where the waiting is, is territorialized, uh, the queue is a space of potential insurrection right away. Right? Yes, I think also, as you say, yes, this is a form of organizing bodies, you know, putting them in queue and waiting, a form of very simple form of control of bodies, arranging bodies in, in cities. But also uh, many states are aware of the, the, the danger of that. So if, if too many people are, are queuing, you know, and as you say, it's the, you know, there is, no, you know, there is nothing to, to gain uh, and uh, there is a risk for, for protest. Yeah, so um, that that's very correct, as you say. Yes, because mm. we're never we're never more pissed off than when we wait. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, there was there was an example just last week in Paris of uh, Algerians who were who were waiting to get like plane tickets to go back home after you know two years of total closure of of the border. And, uh, and uh, Air Algerie uh, uh, closed the door in the middle of the day saying there's too many people and then you got yourself a, a, a mini protest there. <laughs> That's what, exactly what happened. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but so go going in the same direction and uh, as a final question, uh, but you, you already started a, 
answering it, but I think we can go we can go further. Uh, you, you talk about, and it's almost the other side of the spectrum of waiting. You you talk about a sort of deliberate practice of waiting, as as a revolutionary gesture. Um, I guess uh, the somehow the smooth uh, is maybe one of them. But could you could you could you tell us more? Like waiting for the revolution, and uh, but waiting as an as an active thing, not as a passive thing. Yeah, I think um, yes. Um, you know, if if we we think about how time is conceptualized um, from you know ancient you know uh, Greek uh, that people you know that that Kronos that was a way to to calculate measure time you know weeks months years. But also Kairos. Kairos was a cult of a kind of quality of time. Yeah, it's not quantity of life, uh, time. Quality of time. It's Kairos is a kind of, you know, moments of uh, action, moment of happening, um, events. Yeah, uh, it is about the moment that you can use for making a change. Yeah, so many people are in waiting they are waiting for kairos yeah that that moment they they they, they can do something for their situation it is a, exactly this revolutionary you know time that that if it is you know a, a country under under dictatorship or or you know palestinians situation or in in refugee camp uh, Lesbos, you know, island in Greece. So, 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 so that waiting for, uh, for opening, and this opening is is also coming back in, um, you know, when 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 during so-called refugee crisis, when when uh, border was closed in the Balkans, especially in 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 the you know in in the in the Budapest when when. Uh, People could not move farther, uh, so they, they started, you know, chanting um, political slogans, and and one one of them was uh, infita. Infita in Arabic means opening, uh, and and that opening is is very interesting slogan, which was used during the the so-called Arab Spring movements but also coming by refugees with refugees to europe so same slogan against dictatorship in the middle east was used against european borders yeah so this infeta openness and the waiting for opening moment of you know opening it is opening of political you know atmosphere situation but also opening of borders yeah so so different kinds of movements yeah movements of body across borders but also political movements are uh, interrelated yeah and it is very much about temporality waiting also uh, Sharam, thank you so much uh, for for this conversation, which I'm sure would uh, would have a lot of people um, want make make them want to read the book for sure, and uh, and congratulations again on on putting together such an incredible uh, assembly and community of of people. So thanks again. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.